0: Now's the time to make sure your immune system is as strong as it can be and to build your natural immunity. It's time to empower your immune system. Empower supercharges your immunity because it's made from AHCC, one of the most powerful mushroom extracts to ever come out of Japan. It's been shown to enhance your immune protection by over 300% and it has the robust research to prove it. Empowers is my first go-to when it comes to immune support. I personally take it daily and prescribe it to my patients in need of immune support. And who doesn't these days? If you're looking for a way to supercharge your immune system protection and build your natural immunity, Empower is the solution for you. For more information and order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com or call 800 800- 422 5518 5518 Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com for Empower. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And it's our weekly opportunity to field questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. You might also write this number down, uh, 877-726-8255. That's the number for our weekend program uh, wherein we answer questions on the air. And you can also call in anytime you uh, you want during the week and record a question and we'll read your recorded question on the air and answer it. Lots of ways to get questions to us. Uh, alternatively, you can come in and see us you know, for yes. even more personalized uh, care, because we both see patients. Okay. Um, let us tackle some new questions.
1: We've got an email from Nancy. Do you know what it could mean to get spasms in your sleep? This is a relatively new thing happening to my 64-year-old husband. His body seems to jolt off and on. He has also had a few screaming attacks and starts fighting me while sleeping. It's scary wondering if it'll happen again. Now, he's had some very stressful events recently, including his mother diagnosed with Parkinson's. I had read that 10 years prior to getting Parkinson's, you could experience the screaming and fighting attacks at night. Now, I'm afraid of that too. Any thoughts on this? Now, Nancy's husband's mother was diagnosed with Parkinson's recently. And it's interesting that now he's experiencing these in the middle of the night spasms or attacks of screaming and fighting. And
0: yeah. So, yeah. uh, you know, precursors to Parkinson's uh, include uh, constipation, but don't worry if everybody has constipation, you know, to some There's degree. There's lots of it. reasons for constipation. Yeah, for right. Sure. But it, But these types of sleep disturbances... Are sometimes considered pro prodromal they can actually precede parkinson's by a decade or more mm. and so get thee to a neurologist yeah and the neurologists are capable of performing a sleep study to see what's going on with that and they're also beginning to have imaging studies and blood tests that can predict parkinson's and mm-hmm. the problem is detection outweighs the treatment options because What do you do for someone who doesn't have Parkinson's disease but may have some signs that they're destined to develop Parkinson's? Well, uh, we know that Parkinson's, uh, to some extent, may originate in the microbiome. So I would pay attention to the microbiome uh, and optimize that via diet, via supplements, via probiotics. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is, um, you know, you may want to use things that support brain function yeah. One of my favorites now is Cinequel uh, from Thorne, yes. which has a lot of the ingredients that are helpful for brain. Uh, more of a ketogenic diet may be helpful for brain. Yeah, uh, There's also uh, higher levels of CoQ10 that may be helpful. Yeah.
1: You may want to check detox pathways, because yeah. Parkinson's is said to be impact, mm-hmm. impacted by, by that.
0: Yeah, and environmental exposures could be an issue. Check
1: your exposures, mm-hmm. check all of that. Yep. See that your pathways are, are working optimally. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I told the story, but I had a woman who came in and she had been diagnosed with atypical Parkinson's disease, which meant her whole nervous system was shot. It was like, well, this doesn't really, this is not classic Parkinson's, but it's Parkinson's like. And we didn't know what was going on with her. And then I just, you know, 20 minutes into it, I just kind of looked at her intake papers and I looked at her address and it was like 3 Golf Drive. And I said to the husband, I said, do you live near a golf course? And he goes, this is great. We've retired. And it's always been my dream to walk out onto the tee. And we now, our patio is right adjacent to the golf course. Yeah. And I said, you, "Do you know how much they spray those those that brilliant verdant grass yeah. without a single weed, perfectly manicured? Yep. They put a ton of chemicals there. Yeah. So you know you're, you're you know walking barefoot on the grass, and you're getting like absorbing these chemicals, and mm-hmm. they're being sprayed intermittently into the air. Anyway,
1: yeah, yeah, so yeah." yeah, yeah. Uh, back when, before my husband and I started building our house, which is ongoing, but back when we were house shopping yeah. at the time, yeah, the a deal breaker for me was we can't live, we can't be backed up to a golf course. Right. We can't be near a golf course. Well, Also, you're, period.
0: you're on the north shore of Long Island. You have yeah. to be careful you're not anywhere near Grumman, because Grumman <laughs> yeah. was like yeah. rampant chemical dumping into the yeah. water table there, <clears throat> and uh, mm-hmm. it became a... Uh, Superfund site, absolutely. Because during World War II, they were making fighter planes, and they were using all kinds of crazy chemicals, mm-hmm. and they didn't know from that. They mm-hmm. just poured those chemicals into the know yeah. the That's sewers. That's why
1: people have to be careful with the well water and everything. Mm-hmm. High amounts of iron, manganese, manganese, too much manganese yeah. is implicated right, right, right. in car- uh, in Parkinson's. Yeah, don't know if it's a cause or effect thing, but yeah. it's interesting mm-hmm. uh, to look at that as well. So. Wow, Nancy! Oh,
0: but you know, wow. I think the first step is a neurologist and a sleep study, and uh, you know, see if we can get ahead of this. Mm-hmm. And maybe you know, most of the medications ameliorate symptoms; they don't necessarily get at the root cause of the disease.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's why root cause medicine, functional medicine, we can sometimes address causes like toxicity, the microbiome, uh, in poor detoxification, yes. Uh, energetics of the brain, you mm-hmm. know, by giving things that support energetics of the brain, like NAD, like uh, you know, which mm-hmm. I, I think would be ideal under those circumstances, even yeah. notwithstanding this niacin study that cast dispersions on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Nancy. And by the way, I think there's yeah. some
0: ongoing trials of nicotinamide uh, riboside for that. Uh, for Parkinson's Fantastic. and other neurological diseases. Because it's a great deal of interest. Okay. Good point on which to pause because we allow our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here it goes. Listen up. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated, professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs: heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearhoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free full script account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DeerHoffmanStore.com. DrHoffmanStore.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent medicine are continuing free resource to you and I know that you want to maintain that. Also, I just want to mention that, uh, you know, we talk about supplements here very often and those of you searching for supplements, you know, it's easy to go, Google it and uh, you'll get all kinds of uh, readouts where you can buy supplements on Amazon. Uh, Amazon is a big Um, river and uh, it dumps a lot of... uh, Amazon
1: is a dumpster uh,
0: when it, it comes to supplements. It dumps a lot of Animal yeah. carcasses and detritus into the uh, Atlantic Ocean at its mouth. Uh, mm. So it's an apt metaphor for what happens when you try to source supplements on Amazon. You you know you take you you know pays you pays your money and you takes your chances. But if you go to Fullscript, at least it's a vetted uh, uh, supplement site where there's quality control and there's uh, uh, fast uh, free delivery. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's a reliable source of supplements that are mm-hmm. actually um, potent, mm-hmm. not counterfeit, and haven't sat on shelves for an eternity.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: All right. We've got a question here from Scott. What is the best general magnesium to use? Well, that's a subject for an entire podcast because there are different types of magnesium. For different concerns, different uses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's we'll go down this
0: the is, list. Well, it's something with general purpose. I mean, general purpose. Gen- I mean, what you want to avoid? You want to avoid magnesium oxide because yeah, it's worthless. It's, it's cheap. cheap and worthless. It just
1: kind of runs through.
0: Poor, yeah, and then magnesium citrate actually gets a little bit of absorption, but it's also pretty potent laxative. So you can't yeah. take much. Yeah. You want if you're a little constipated to begin with, you could take magnesium citrate. Take It'll help you.
1: Magnesium citrate would also be good if you're prone to kidney stones. Yes. possibly.
0: Yes. That could be helpful as well. Then there's uh, higher quality, what so-called chelated magnesiums, like magnesium glycinate, which is gentle on the stomach, Yeah, yeah, and that's Magne- pretty good magnesium.
1: Right, magnesium malate.
0: And, and glycine also has the property of being a little bit sedating, so that's not yeah. a bad thing to take at bedtime, you know, if you want to support sleep and rest.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, also, the glycinate form is, is good for muscle cramps. There's magnesium taurate, which is beneficial for heart and blood vessels. Right. For blood and may play
0: a role with nerve, mm-hmm. uh, uh, nerve um, regulation in mm. epilepsy in seizure disorders, mm-hmm. because the same nerves that cause arrhythmias in the heart are, you know, similar in structure to and function yeah. to the nerves that have aberrant pathways in the brain mm. that cause mm-hmm. seizures. So that wow. that would be the magnesium that you would do for that, and maybe for blood pressure. You know, there's yeah. some evidence on blood pressure with I magnesium. I think all cord.
1: types of magnesium is going to help blood, blood pressure, pressure. Yeah. because of its... Uh,
0: and then there's magnesium 3 and 8, which is specific for yeah. the brain. There is evidence that it may have a better uptake across the blood-brain barrier. So This is
1: good for stress, anxiety, even sleep too.
0: And neurological support.
1: I notice a market difference between what is the magnesium I take? I take like a reacted magnesium, right. which is a combination of the glycinate, right. the malate. I think there's some citrate in there. And then I was comparing it to the 3 and 8. Wow. In what way? I was like in the ether. Which, what? With <laughs> 3 and 8? With the 3 and 8. Oh, really? Because it really does cross that okay. blood brain bar- barrier. Okay. Had a very sedating effect. So if you really love yeah. your delicious sleep, take that okay <laughs> take okay that. it's nice I, I haven't really
0: explored it that much i yeah. got to start taking it yeah
1: okay it's kind of nice but uh i think most people should be taking some form of magnesium because yeah. i'm sure that there's rampant deficiency yeah. rampant deficiency due to stress
0: it, it's estimated like 60 80 percent of Absolutely. insufficiency insufficiency yeah. yeah and you know so many conditions deplete magnesium insulin resistance and stress, yeah, and uh, and
1: anybody with a heart arrhythmia, blood pressure, atrial fibrillation, any of that. If you're taking, they a, need magnesium. They a don't diuretic, have you know, Right, yeah. right. Mitral valve prolapse is yeah. another one. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Scott, what a great question. All right.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, lots
1: of different forms of magnesium we, to
0: take. We return to that theme for, frequently for
1: for for all kinds of all kinds of situations. All right. We've got a, a note here from Jerry. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. My brother's a diabetic with complications from it. He had a back operation, which resulted in him being bed-bound with a loss of motility.
0: Well, that's not a good outcome.
1: No, no.
0: See, back surgery, good... very tricky. Right,
1: very right. Very
0: tricky. A last
1: resort. Mm-hmm. So for the last three or four months, he's had a recurring urinary tract infection that's being treated with antibiotics. He sometimes needs to use a catheter, but his urologist encourages him not to, and to try to avoid it. Because that's going to
0: cause infections.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't think that his bladder completely empties. Well, you know, look, he's
0: got diabetes, which causes nerve problems. Yeah. Neuropathy, not just of the feet and toes, but also neuropathy of sometimes the internal organs. Many diabetics have ED because of neuropathy, but they also have bladder problems because of neuropathy. Yes. So there's some... And then he's had a back problem, and the back problem can Mm -hmm. certainly... Uh, exacerbate uh, urinary problems because it's like the nerves are not conducting properly down the the spinal column. Yeah. You know, so there could be some impingement of those nerves.
1: Uh, Jerry says, I bought him Eucora, but he says it seems to raise his blood sugar too much. And I'm not sure if D-manos would produce similar results. Is manos uh, caloric? Is it... uh, D-manos? Yeah. No, no, not that much. Okay. And in Eucora, there is some dimanose, but it's also got some potassium. And it's got some calcium, and it's got some other things. It could be that that if it's an effervescent yeah. form, I, I would give. Yeah, I mean that's be. that's
0: the kind of thing I would give to someone prone to bladder infections. Yeah. We have patients with multiple sclerosis, for example, have what's called neurogenic bladder, which is yeah. the nerves are not operating the bladder, and so they have uh, retention of urine, which is a setup for infection. Mm-hmm. And the. Uh, d prevents the adhesion of bacteria to the bladder wall where they can colonize. So I just prescribed that for that uh, 83-year-old. You know, yes. I thought it was good yes. because she had some bacteria in her urine. She mm. didn't have a urinary tract infection. But you know, it, as you get older, you're, you have more urinary retention, and it's a setup for infection.
1: Yeah. yeah. Jerry, there you go. Uh, your brother should be on a, on a diabetes diet, which is the, a low-carb diet, if he wants to bring his blood sugar down.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the circumstances are. I mean, he yeah. may be on uh, insulin dependent.
1: We don't even know. We you don't know. know. Yeah. 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 Even in the case of insulin dependent, he still yeah, needs no, to be on a low-carb yeah, diet. Yeah, Administer less insulin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, think, I mean, by the hmm. way, this,
0: this sounds like kind of a slippery slope because the, wh- when men, and to some extent women, get frequent urinary tract infections it highly correlates with mortality
1: ah.
0: and it's wow. just not a good sign okay so huh. we actually had that with our defense secretary austin you know he had like the prostate thing and then he had like a very serious u- uh, urinary tract infection he developed I sepsis was,
1: i thought that was post-surgery
0: post-surgery that yeah. he developed well that happens often because of some obstruction after yeah. surgery and then the urine backs up and then it you know it, it affects the kidneys and the it once it's in your kidneys it's it's got pyelonephritis which is life threatening and you have to get intravenous antibiotics mm. so but you know it's not a, it's not a not good
1: no no not good right okay we've got a question here from Norman i've had regular tinnitus for as long as i can remember and that's at least 75 years of constant humming in my head that's too long that's too long <laughs> 8 years ago i began treatment for afib The cardiologist had me on the maximum dosage of flecainide plus propofenone and Eliquis, and that's when the pulsatile tinnitus began. I changed cardiologists and three years ago, went for the ablation procedure, that's been a success, but I still have the hum in my ear, plus I can hear my pulse pounding in my head. Could the combination of the flecainide and the propofenone and Eliquis have caused this problem? My current cardiologist has never heard of pulsatile tinnitus and referred me to a hearing specialist. Yeah, it's funny. That yeah.
0: The, I looked to see if flecainide could cause tinnitus. There actually was a trial back in 1991 using flecainide to reduce tinnitus. Uh, <coughs> but, you know, in terms of ototoxic medications,
1: hmm.
0: you know, tinnitus is also listed as something that can cause tinnitus. Uh, I'm sorry, flecainide is listed as something that can cause tinnitus.
1: I wonder if Norman was ever taking aspirin.
0: Well, aspirin certainly can cause that, and, yeah. and patients with, uh, you know, sometimes they take aspirin and Eliquis, yeah. so Eliquis is not known to cause tinnitus. What is the propo- propofol? Uh,
1: Yeah, it, it was called propafenone. Propafenone, P R O P A F. Oh,
0: propafenone. Oh, propofol is an anesthetic. Wow. Yeah, yeah pro- I, I don't know. I don't know that medication. You know, yeah. I think... Uh,
1: So, he went to a hearing specialist, had him try noise-canceling hearing aids, and that made things worse. Okay. Because when you don't have, I guess, when you don't have sound coming in, you're paying more attention to the tinnitus. We hear it at night. Yeah. When it's quiet.
0: The noise-canceling is sort of like a white noise thing that suppresses that. Hmm. Um, Yeah, tinnitus is a challenge, you know, is there... other vitamins and supplements that help tinnitus. I think there's some evidence again on nicotinamide riboside yes. in high doses. Uh, uh, Ginkgo biloba, to some extent. Mm-hmm. And then there's what are called lipoflavonoids, which are, you know, sometimes sold for tinnitus. They work somewhat, but tinnitus yeah. is a challenging problem.
1: Magnesium, definitely.
0: Maybe pycnogenol in a patient like yeah, this, you know. C- circulatory enhancer. Mm-hmm. Um The tinnitus is a challenge, and you know, another way to address tinnitus is through cognitive behavioral therapy, which is to kind of reframe it cognitively so it doesn't drive you to such distraction.
1: These are one of the things that they just can't seem to figure out. Yep. Yeah, really something.
0: You know, we're doing better with eyes, you know, than with ears, you know, because we they invented glasses, I think, in like the 1600s or Uh something like that. Uh Uh-huh. And... uh, But hearing aids and dealing with some people just don't like their hearing aids. They don't help that much. Uh, And then tinnitus, which they now use some kind of blocking technology for. In the future, maybe that there's some they may find the tinnitus center in the brain and they may be able to ablate it like they ablate, you know, um, uh, arrhythmias.
1: They are saying it's more in the brain, right? Yeah. But some people hear it in one ear more than another. Is that still in the brain? could still be in the brain. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, tinnitus is a problem. We know that living in New York City.
0: Yeah. And I I know
1: that from playing my guitar too loud for most of my life, so that's that. Yeah,
0: you're a rock star, so you're like, you know, it's like... I wish. Wasn't it uh, Pete Townsend was... uh, He's deaf
1: in one ear. he,
0: He headed up a foundation... Called something called H E A R here, health education for aging rockers. Seriously, <laughs>
1: that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Health education and for a great aging acronym, rockers. Acronym for yeah, it. So yeah. apropos. Right. You know, it is a thing, and and you know, being a musician, if I wear headphones and earbuds, which I, I really do to listen to music. All I want to do is turn it up, and yeah. it's not because I can't hear it. You just want it. I just want it to, to be I blasted to be, with sound. Yes, yeah, you, you're,
0: right, you're right. Yes, you want a visceral, otherwise it's
1: teasing me. I know. It's just I want more.
0: Speaking yeah. of which, yeah. they're doing a revival of Tommy uh, oh, really? coming to Broadway. Okay, they're doing like they did Spamalot came back to Broadway. Yeah, you yeah. know Monty Python. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna. So for all you Who fans, yeah. Tommy is gonna be on Broadway. Uh-huh. That should be really exciting for
1: Fantastic. for all
0: you aging rockers.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's let's get
1: okay.
0: get get our ticks now. <laughs> the next hot tick on Broadway. We have time for another okay. question.
1: Uh let's see. Well, this one, a question about herpes simplex virus and dementia. I'm writing to you as a seventy five year old man who's had the occasional cold sore in the past The last time I had one was more than 25 years ago. I recently came across a study in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease that suggested that people who have been exposed to the herpes simplex virus 1, which causes cold sores, may have twice the risk of developing dementia than those who have not. This finding alarmed me as I'm concerned about my cognitive health and the possibility of Alzheimer's.
0: You know, this this kind of brings up something, which is, you know, when I was a lad, you know, They were sexually transmitted diseases, but usually Mm -hmm. uh, you could fix them with a shot of penicillin in the butt.
1: Yeah, you know
0: gonorrhea or even syphilis. Yeah. Uh, Then along came this life-threatening thing that was caused by sex, and you could die. So you know, sex became uh, a a risky proposition. You know, in the 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then along came some studies that suggested that oral sex was a risk factor for oral cancer yeah. and so that made another uh element of sexual human papilloma uh, behavior virus. as a risk factor for a serious life-threatening disease and so you might say well uh let's just go to first base and let's just engage in some
1: i see where you're going some
0: kissing <laughs> and now it turns out that that can transmit the herpes virus yeah. or the oral herpes virus which can cause you to languish and die of alzheimer's disease they
1: were right they were right stay six feet apart <laughs> <laughs> don't touch
0: well maybe if we put like a giant condom over our heads
1: oh there we go yeah
0: but uh <laughs> so
1: walk around like what a you self-saucer. you actually
0: i you heard lecture on that i think i came in late
1: during that lecture recently. yeah well david perlmutter touched on it yeah and that it was interesting uh, I don't think he actually found it to be very conclusive.
0: Okay, so, and so what it means know, is, look, there's, for example, there's yeah. uh, Epstein-Barr virus may cause MS, uh-huh. but almost virtually all of us have been exposed to Epstein-Barr yeah. virus. So what it suggests, if you took
1: a blood test on me now, you would find Epstein-Barr virus that you've
0: been exposed to it yeah. in the past. You've made antibodies to it. Yeah, your body has coped with it. It may be that some people have an aberrant response to this. These are all part of the herpes family. Yeah. You know, there's like now six, seven different herpes viruses. Uh,
1: One of them may be responsible for chronic fatigue. I think that's... HHV-6,
0: we think, but it's not necessarily, you know, uh, inconclusive on that one.
1: And all of these came from chickenpox?
0: And chickenpox, yeah. Varicella, which is Mm -hmm. part of that. And uh, so uh, these are... Viruses that tend to stay in the body mm-hmm. latently,
1: yeah,
0: and they emerge as you know cold sores or genital yeah. sores, yeah, often under conditions of stress mm-hmm. or trauma. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, if I like bite my cheek, I might subsequently get a uh, a little bit of an ulceration, sure, uh, an apthous ulcer that is due to probably mm-hmm. the reactivation of a virus that's in my system. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to lead me down the horrible path towards Alzheimer's, well, it's a risk factor, but so are a lot of things. Right. And ultimately, the very high, like 90-plus percentage of people have oral herpes virus. have been exposed to it if we test. Sure. Even if they don't have mouth sores. Mm-hmm. Uh, so...
1: Because not everybody presents with it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, something to keep in mind. Yeah. And...
1: Now, this is a prospective epidemiological study, and they conclude that that, uh, anti-HSV IgG seroprevalence was associated with the doubled risk of dementia in an older population. Uh This finding adds to the evidence supporting a role of HSV in dementia. No such effect was found for uh, uh, CMV. Cytomegalopathy. Yeah. So...
0: Which is another member of the family.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so this is interesting. It's interesting and something to watch. Right. I suppose. But I would be far more afraid of diabetes, or what Alzheimer's is called lately is type 3 diabetes. hmm More, I, I would be more, I mean, that's something you can control. Yeah. If you control what you eat, you could lower your risk factors for that. Yeah, you know, I and think, you could still have herpes I think
0: uh, I a, a multiplicity of things lead to that. So, for I mean, what yeah. they found also is that you know, APOE4 is a gene that highly predictive of risk of Alzheimer's disease. But uh, studies have shown that people who follow you know basic lifestyle measures, you know, healthy diet, adequate sleep, exercise, mm-hmm. uh, avoidance of smoking,
1: that uh, that allele matters less it, in that it, context. It blunts
0: the effects of yeah. it, and it so almost brings people with that gene into line with normal people yeah so yeah.
1: so the genes aren't our destiny
0: nor is the presence of a virus yeah you know that we've been exposed which is to good news yeah which
1: is good news yeah we want to remind you to email us at questions at net. that's questions at net. we do appreciate them
0: and once again uh my Full script Dispensary, com, is the place to find uh, the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. So yes. check it out. And uh, remember that uh, com is your source for not just these podcasts, but for uh, great articles. You can subscribe to our newsletter. What did you write about this week?
1: Uh, I wrote about, uh, I think it was the benefits of apple cider vinegar, and this is going to be... Oh, wow.
0: You're so far ahead what that you mean? don't remember I'm what I'm so far ahead yeah. that I don't remember yeah. what
1: I did. So you're just going to have to get the newsletter, To
0: people. find out. Yes. Okay, so I wrote about natural Ozempic. Yes. Natural, you know, that if... The use case for that is if you don't tolerate Ozempic or if you can't afford Ozempic or once you get off of Ozempic or if mm-hmm. you just prefer not to be on, you know, one of these these weight loss drugs... There are some interesting natural alternatives, and I reviewed them in this article. Yeah, uh, they work on the same pathway, the GLP one pathway. Yes, that is the uh, secret sauce of some of of all these weight loss drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, the Incretin pathway.
1: Yeah, and
0: yeah. Uh, you know there there may be something to that uh, as a non pharmacological approach. Right to curbing appetite and shedding pounds
1: it's all very exciting and yep. very encouraging yep. and i just remembered the article i wrote was about getting ready for pregnancy
0: oh getting okay. ready for pre- yeah. well yeah and i and i said when you wrote that yeah. i said and there was just a big article in science daily about about phthalates uh, about processed the ultra processed diet and how and it's and they, wrapping and that's one thing yeah. that is such a problem yeah. in ultra processed foods but there's a uh Myriad of things in ultra foods. And here's
1: the thing about phthalates. It's hard to avoid. I mean, if you live in this world, yep. you're going to have that exposure. They're going to find it. But something like heavy metals, your mercury, mm-hmm. your lead, your arsenic, you can kind of take care of those matters before you decide to get pregnant, Yep. which is something controlling the controllables. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really important what it uh, is. you eat. It's even important that you... Going to moderate the stress levels that you experience because mm-hmm. uh, behavioral abnormalities in kids sometimes correlate with mothers' experiences, yeah. and you know, unfortunately, we're seeing a Cortisol. lot of worldwide trauma. You know, I feel like you know the children in Ukraine and the children in Israel and the children yes. in Gaza and yes. the children in you know these far-flung places in Africa where there's lots of violence and civil war. Uh, mothers still get pregnant, and yep. they during those times. Uh, what is it doing to the brains of their offspring because a
1: they're awash in cortisol
0: yeah and stress time. hormones and not so good that is not, not a good thing yeah. so that's going to be a legacy that's going to extend for you know, many many years generations potentially all right uh, enough said um, it's
1: epigenetics
0: <laughs> yes epigenetics is the word uh, on that note, uh, let's uh, sign off for the week. Uh, questions come to questions Uh We'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining us, and thank you, Layla.
1: Thanks, Dr. Hoffman.
0: I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover intelligent medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the Users' own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything Intelligent Medicine has to offer, including frequently updated unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations.
1: This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.